from NPR and WNYC, coming to you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York. It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. Hey, it's hot. It's summer in New York again. Yeah, yeah. Thank and, goodness. Uh... Summer's back, baby. <laughs> Best city to spend a summer in, for sure. Wow, it is so crazy hot, of (laughs) course. Um, Yeah, so I was just walking down the street yesterday. It was, you know, about 95 degrees out, and I was just looking at everyone and marveling at their outfits because nobody wants to wear tight-fitting clothes, as it is anyways. We haven't done it for over a year. Nobody wants to go back to it. No, no, thank you. And then it's super hot out, so of course nobody wants anything that clings to their bodies at all. And what is the right garment for that? I think we all should just start wearing ponchos. I think we need a summer poncho look as just yeah. our day-to-day. <laughs> just a lightweight, breezy thing. Yeah. Just a top that's a Goes little long. Over. You've got no bottom. And it's yeah. just like it just hangs on you very gently, and the breeze blows through. Anytime I see someone really dressed up, like... You know, the, the full thing. I'm thinking of a woman right now, but even a man like a suit, you know, nice shoes or a woman wearing some put together outfit uh, oh. and heels. I just look at them and feel exhausted on their behalf. Just, just when you said a man wearing a suit, it made me it made me seize up. I know. I heard like the that. Very idea, the very idea of putting a suit on right now is one of the most miserable things I could think of. So uh, I'm going to switch subjects. Should we should we talk about yeah. it? Yeah, let's talk about it. We have something to share with you. You may have already uh, known a little bit about this from social media, but Ask Me Another is ending. I'm very sad Yeah. about it, and I'm sad not to be able to um, be here with you in the long term. But good news. We do have a bunch of shows to do and, uh, you know, just celebrate all that we've done and also if I may say, Jonathan, all that we've been through in the last year and a bit. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a rough transition from uh, from our former live show to this studio show, and it's been uh, uh, a lot of fun and and uh, you know getting great feedback from the listeners, and we thank everybody. Oh for my listening. goodness, just but the you know, feedback from the listeners is it's just been wonderful, amazing. But you know, now it's time for the uh, uh, the hot vax radio summer of Ask <laughs> hot Me Another. Vax radio, yeah, and uh, you know we will still exist. We still exist. Yes. We are not going away <laughs> as people. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have we have a great show and we love doing the show and we are going to, you know, just continue to love doing the show for as many more episodes as we can. Absolutely. So let's get to it. Today's show is stacked with amazing people. A bit later, we'll play games with Uzo Aduba from Orange is the New Black and In Treatment, plus Instagram superstar Quinta Brunson and comedy writer, actor, director Taylor Garon. But first, I am so pleased to welcome two fantastic comics, Eliza Schlesinger and Margaret Cho. Their new movie, Good on Paper, is streaming on Netflix right now. Eliza, Margaret, hello! Hello. Hello. <laughs> You're friends in real life. You play friends in a new movie called mm-hmm. Good on Paper. Uh, and so this the story of this movie is 
based on your life loosely, Eliza, loosely, mm-hmm. right? It's, uh, it's loosely based on a on a true story, yes. On a true story. Uh, and the story is basically your character, uh, as in real life, fell for a guy who ended up to be full of lies. That's the gist of it. I met a guy on a plane. We became friends. As you do, you just got to start chatting. We were friends for a full year. And yeah. then... We dated for about three months, and in those three months, I found out every single thing he had told me from the day I met him on that plane was a lie. And so this movie's about that, and I will just say, it was in creating this movie and releasing it that I have been inundated with DMs of people who were like, oh my God, this happened to me, men and women. So what was, I thought, an embarrassing, weird story turns out is quite pervasive in our culture, and no one wants to talk about it because it's embarrassing. <laughs> and when did, you, when did you start working on this project? Um, by the way, I'm in like full old lady mode, just like on the Zoom, putting oil on my face. I'm I think that's great. Sorry, I just no, it's fantastic. Wait a second, oil? You're do? Are you do? I'm curious now. It's an Instagram ad that I clicked on, and I bought yep. a lot of it, and now we're using it. And it could be olive oil. It could be vegetable oil. For right now, it's like pomegranate and frankincense. I'm so sorry. What was your question? I'm so no, sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, I I was thinking this morning that I'm kind of tired of every product telling me to minimize my pores. I'm like everything you has can't. to be smaller. Everything has to be everything, smaller. <laughs> including our attitudes. Uh, turns out you actually can't. You cannot minimize them. The pores are the pores. Yeah, normalize giant pores, I'm here to say. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Sometimes a piece of glitter will get in it, and then it's, like, encrusted with jewels. (laughs) There you go. Um, Yeah, Margaret, before the pandemic, you performed and appeared in The Masked Singer. Yes, yes. Um, Okay, tell me how hard that was. It was really hard. Um, It's really hard to be inside of uh, the mask because it's um, claustrophobic. (laughs) Also, they don't give you any help. You know, when a singer <laughs> is singing on the uh, microphone, you get a little bit of like reverb. They didn't give you any. It was just hella dry. Wow. Um, and it's also the sound is compromised because you're inside in a, in a of a helmet. Right. So yeah. it's, it doesn't sound the same, but um, it's so fun. <laughs> and I, uh, I got to be on it with Gladys Knight and. Um, mm. The, the great Tommy Chong and Dottie Osmond and, of course, T-Pain. But we never met each other. It's such right. a weird show because right. you everybody that is with you also has to be masked. So if you know who somebody's reps are or if you're rep by the same person, you wouldn't recognize them because they're everybody's masked. So it's very interesting. <laughs> it's very eyes wide shut. Back, you mean backstage you're masked the whole time? Backstage, everybody's masked. It's the whole oh, thing has to be. That's intense. As, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. and and you, you choose your costume, your I concept. I had a choice between the uh, poodle and the alien. Uh, I chose the oh. poodle because I love dogs. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, fantastic. Are you two ready to play some games? Ready. So ready. Okay, so you're going to take turns answering questions in this game. So before the show, we asked you a lot of questions about what you're interested in, and you sent back actually a lot of subjects. So that means you get to play a game called Category Is. We're going to start listing things that have something in common, and all you have to do is tell us what that is by shouting out the answer as soon as you've figured it out. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. We're ready. 
And every answer, just so you know, is related to your interests. So to give our listeners a hint and remind you what you told us, here are some things that may or may not have anything to do with the following. Candy. Pop culture of the 1990s and 2000s. Bread baking. The TV show Fraser, Country music. And cats. <laughs> it's a solid list. All right, Margaret, this first one is for you. Yesterday's news. Great choice. Dr. Elsie's. Cats. <laughs> Want to go one step further? Litter. Yes, cat litter. They are kitty litter the best, The best cat litters. I use Dr. Elsie's. <laughs> you do? And I've used, I've used yesterday's news, yes. I uh, so they were Frasier episode names. <laughs> they, they might be borrowed. It could they be. might be borrowed. Uh, so yesterday's news is made from recycled newspapers, yes. I understand. Yes. They also make uh, litter boxes, yesterday's news. Uh, they, my, my cats, are, now they've transitioned into the little robot because it's got lights inside, so it's like a little disco. You know, what? They're, they're in it. It's like a very, like a dance club. There's house music inside. How big is the litter robot? It's rather large. It's yeah. kind of like a, a small planetarium. You know, if you go to a planetarium <laughs> and there's this projector in the middle, yeah. that's a lot like what it is. I thought you were going to be like, it's the size of Saturn. If yeah. You can steal it. <laughs> anyway, without the rings, though. That's okay. All right, Eliza, here is one for you. What do these things have in common? Swoops, kissables, magic ball, lifesavers holes, Spice okay. Girls lollipops. <laughs> oh, it's candy. <laughs> it is candy. More specifically, it is discontinued candies from the 90s and 2000s. But well, Lifesavers you know, holes. I don't remember those. Yeah, that I sounds... Mean, wow. Oh, my God. I do now. They were these tiny... They wanted to make it as if they were like dunk, like donut holes, like as if they were right. punching out <laughs> versus just forming it as a disc initially. Yeah. What's your favorite candy? I love Sour Patch Kids. <gasps> oh, too. yeah. Are you it's a like Haribo? A, a Haribo? Uh... If you're going to eat gummy bears, you have to go Haribo. And what's mm-hmm. weird about Haribo is the the bears have like, if you look at them, like little paws and like a belly and like a little face. <laughs> why why make it so detailed? But they have to be Haribo. Otherwise, they're gross. Yeah. Although, although um, I will go for like a Dylan's candy bar sour um, Coke bottle. Are you talking about the, the sugared ones or the ones in the wax? Sugared ones. Yeah. The, it's like a gummy. The those, wax those is Those wax weird. ones are gross. That's, that's, that's from another time before they knew what was good. Uh-huh. That's like old, <laughs> old time candy. Okay. Uh, these are your last clues. Margaret, here you go. Lactic acid bacteria. Flour. Water. Carbon dioxide. Uh, sourdough starter. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I have a vigorous starter. How's your starter doing? We, I have one it's too. Good. I have the, uh, it's the Nancy's, Nancy Silverton starter with grapes. It, please explain. Well, you do it with organic grapes. Oh. And um, it's her, uh, it, I mean, I think her bread is the best. And um, I poured my other starters into it. So it's been going mm. for a, about a year and a half. Yeah. From grape, I had no idea. I basically grapes, got a little from yeah. someone, so that's how I did it. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. This was just the same thing. It's just grapes and grapes and flour and water. Yeah. Fascinating. All right, Eliza, this is the last one for you. Okay. Johnny Cash, John Denver, Hank Williams, Shania Twain, Randy Travis, Texas country singers, 
Uh, we're looking no. for something specific. It has to do with their names. Were they all secretly Jewish when they came here on Ellis Island and they changed it? To... <laughs> I, I mean, mean you're... <laughs> with the, you're very the close. Specifics... That's a little too specific. They, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're all stage <laughs> names. Oh, oh, That's right. Stage That's names. Right. I was going to say Ooh. stage names. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So Johnny Cash was actually J.R. Cash. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. His parents couldn't agree on whether to name him John or Ray, so they picked J.R. That's awesome. <laughs> After the break, Eliza and Margaret hop into a music parody time machine to explore the 70s of any century. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Odoo. Running a company is hard, but over 6 million people found a way to make it easier thanks to Odoo. Odoo is a suite of business applications designed to streamline, automate, and simplify any company. Odoo has apps for CRM, accounting, e-commerce, manufacturing, inventory management, you name it. Odoo's got it. Each app is user-friendly, intuitive, and fully integrated. For a free trial of Odoo, go to ODO. Comedian Tiffany Haddish is busy. She's acting, producing, but she says she's not just doing it for herself. How much generational wealth are you creating when you get to tell a story and give other people opportunity to tell that story with you? Tiffany Haddish on her power in Hollywood. Listen now to the It's Been a Minute podcast from NPR. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with comics Margaret Cho and Eliza Schlesinger. Ready for another one? Yes. Okay, fantastic. So this is a treat. You're going to be working together in this game, okay. and Jonathan Colton is going to sing you the clues in the game called Other 70s. Yes, we rewrote popular songs from the 1970s to make them about things from the 70s of any century. So it could be the 1870s, the 1770s, all the way back to the year 70. So just tell me what I'm singing about or the original song or artist that I'm parodying. And then there will be a bonus point. You can guess what century's 70s that thing comes from. What? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody follow it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) It'll make sense. We'll go step by step. (laughs) Okay. That was the best reaction, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Okay. Here we go. What you say? You have to step to this contraption. What you say? Speak into this or give us a caption. Unmute, unmute. You're so vain, Carly Simon. And it's um, Thomas Edison, 1870. What? Holy Uh, moly! Wow! Wow! We didn't expect all this amazing information coming all at once. (laughs) Yes, we we were. Oh, a microphone. A microphone. That's right. And uh, and uh, yeah, boy. And then Margaret got Margaret. You were right on it. Everything. Everything is correct. Wait, how did you? How did you just have that at your fingertips? Wyoming Public Television. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's so fun. I did. You can learn how from public television. Just a reminder. No, you can learn from Wyoming. I guess so. All right, here's another one. Feeling hungry and I gotta feed my appetite. It's unfortunate my chef just quit tonight. Gotta follow some instruction to prepare a bite. I'll use this volume of recipes to get it right. 
Okay, it's it's Afternoon Delight. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Starland Vocal Band. Oh. Um, Cookbook? Exactly. Cookbook, that's right. Okay. Here's the bonus point. According to Guinness, in what century 70s was the first printed cookbook published? 1570. Oh, wait. When was the printing press invented? <laughs> 1500s, right? Johann Gutenberg, 1500s, something like that. It, you're very you're very close. It was actually the 1470s. Yeah, I thought, yeah. Okay. Honestly, when you're between the 1400s, 1500s, like, what's the real difference? Who cares? I know, come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's your next one. You thought that people would be happy just to let George tax us. But look around and see the harbor turning brown. Representation means a lot when how you rule it's- impacts us. You said harbor turning brown. I'm pretty sure yes. someone didn't have diarrhea in the water. It's the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> it's not ultimate That's slip right. and slide. It's uh, no. uh, <laughs> 1770. Oh, wow. Yeah. The song yeah. is Silly Love Songs? No. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Paul McCartney yep. and Wings. That's right. I do not know that song, but I, I'm proud of myself for getting the historical part. Yeah. I don't, feel, yes. I don't feel like yes. such a dead weight to Margaret. <laughs> I like my coffee black and my tea in the harbor. <laughs> I have a shirt that says that, just in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Okay. Here we go. If you like enormous reptiles... Clamping jaw, scaly skin. Not just old prehistoric. Modern birds are my kin. If you like looking at my insides, I won't judge your weird kink. Just take a look at this picture of my bones here in ink. Okay, can I just say something? Obviously, yeah. it's. That it, if you like pina coladas, that's and right. Pina colada song, Rupert Holmes. You said large reptile. My first thought was because I love conspiracy theories. I was like, ooh, Bilderberg convention when people take off their skin and walk around <laughs> in their <laughs> reptilian form. Yeah, sure. Like, that's not what it was. I thought it was like the Natural History Museum. A T Rex. Dinosaurs in general is exactly what we were. Oh, okay. For. Here's your bonus point. In what century 70s did the first known illustration of a dinosaur bone appear? Oh, Margaret. Hmm. I illustration. Exactly. I don't know. Um, 1670. I don't know 1670. Eliza, you are absolutely correct. Yeah, 1670 awesome. is correct. Was the I first just... illustration a caption contest for the New Yorker? It says the femur. I don't even know her. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, we're going to have to put articles around this if anyone's yeah. going to buy this thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. This is the last one. Yeah. Atari Table tennis Is now an arcade game And it's hypnotic To play Atari Just a dot And two paddles You can aim I played it hours Today Atari It's Mandy And it's 70s 1970s yeah, that is correct, Mandy. And Pong, the game Pong. Yeah, I had it. I had a Pong. My generation loves like the 80s. Like they love acting like they weren't like five in the 80s. But <laughs> people love to bring back the like 80s arcade games. And they have a couple of those 
here in LA and the God's honest truth, like it's a little boring. Like you can play Galaga for like yeah. 10 minutes and then right. Pac-Man and you're like, I, my neurons are used yeah. to firing harder. I can't, yeah. th- I better be wasted because this is so tedious. So it's true. I think it's They don't hold up very well. Yeah. Well done. I mean, honestly, uh, that was a pretty tough game with all the different things. And you both did just incredible showing really up. Did. So much knowledge all over the place. So thank you so much. Comics Eliza Schlesinger and Margaret Cho's movie Good on Paper is available to watch this very minute on Netflix. Eliza, Margaret, thank you. Thanks for all the work and those questions, you guys, that you really put in. That was incredible. Thank oh, you. thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Our next two friend testants are here. Quinta Brunson is an actor and writer who achieved online fame with her YouTube and Instagram series, The Girl Who's Never Been on a Nice Date. Since then, she's appeared on A Black Lady Sketch Show and iZombie. Her new book of essays is called She Memes Well. And Taylor Guerin has been an editor on humor sites like The Onion and Reductress. She's co-authored the new book, Look, I Bought Plants and Other Poems About Life and Stuff, and she wrote and directed the movie As of Yet, which she also starred in with Quinta. Quinta Taylor, welcome to Ask Me Another. So happy to be here. Thank you for having (laughs) us. So, you know, one thing I just wanted to start with, Taylor, um, you have a movie that uh, just premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival yeah. as of yet that you wrote and directed and you starred in with Quinta. I so, sure did. <laughs> yeah. So you, I, I imagine you knew each other before that project. We did. Yeah. yeah. We've been friends for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And when it came time to making this film, the way that we were going to shoot it was contactless like we did most of the shooting via you know facetime or in a zoom chat um and so the conversations i i felt were going to be missing kind of the coaching and the kind of experience that you get when you're in person with other actors you know and like that rehearsal and such um and so i was like i i feel like i have enough friends who are also actors who i can you know get to be a part of this film and also already have chemistry with so that we don't have to worry about like the chemistry missing digitally and virtually. Um, right. And I think we did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I, it's just, it's, and that's, I don't know, that's really cool. It feels nice to be able to, to be part of things like that with my friends. It seems like something that was previously like only really reserved for like, um, the like the pinnacle white guys where like you just pop up and be in your friend's thing and all of a sudden like you, that thing is popping so it feels right. really cool to be yeah. a part of that I don't know it's awesome uh and Quinta you have a book out right now uh called she memes well yes right because you became famous uh from Instagram yes uh, an early early Instagram famous like, with quotes. famous per- yeah, yeah you say famous because <laughs> uh, in your in your book you talk about being halfway recognizable as a yeah. uh, Instagram star what, yeah, what is yeah. so what does that mean halfway recognizable well I think with the internet it's debatable about whether or not <laughs> you're famous right and some people have just walked up to me and given me a hug right away which I doubt they would do to like I don't know, to like, I think there's a, a, a level of distance between people in like TV or movie stars. Mm, for sure. But for me, people have just straight up picked me up 
because they look at me in a different way. It's a different. I don't like that. Feels like people I don't like should that not be doing that. Actually. I don't like that. I don't like it. Not what one is it bit. with people having to pick other people up? You know, it's a I thing. Know. I also, you know, it's, uh, this is just a quick aside. I also was just thinking that I had. So I was a I was a child actor when I was very young, and I well, yeah. had that kind of brush with like fame in wow. that way, where it was like, yeah, I was on a show called Zoom when I was younger, and it's like. I would. You were on Zoom. Yeah, I know, Zoom. right? She you know says a show called Zoom. Like a I show called Zoom. Have so, you heard of it? Half people, I'll be like, "Oh, I was on Zoom," and they'll be like, "Like, okay," and I'll be half the other people. Oh, I was on <laughs> Zoom. Crazy. Like, what? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You. You also, um, Taylor. You also in your kids' stardom. You were a dancer with Yo Gabba Gabba. Do you right? know what's funny is that it says that on my IMDb page and I do not know how it got there because I, ne- I have never been associated with Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, that's I hilarious. <laughs> Someone just added that to your page? Yeah, they also added CBBS and people have, and which I have, I think it's a kid's show in the UK. And so mm-hmm. I've like talked to people and they're like, oh my God, like I remember you. And I'm like, no, no you don't. Why? Maybe they confused me with somebody else, which honestly... It's a rare thing for, you know, a black actress to be confused with a different black actress. So I don't I don't know yeah. if that was actually it. It's, but, it's also um, it's so unusual to find something on the Internet that's not factually Not true. You get, I know. But now that I know you can do that to IMDb, I'm going to really I have some yeah. work to do. Yeah, online. I was also on CBS and Zoom. <laughs> yeah. and you got to we got to get that uh, all up. <laughs> all right. We have, so, we have a couple of great games. Are you ready to play some games? Very excited. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. So with our first game, you know, the saying goes, uh, if NPR is reporting on a trend, it's already over. So this <laughs> is <laughs> this is about a little something called TikTok, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, is an app where people spend hours and hours sharing and watching short videos. And many of the videos use music and sound effects borrowed from television shows. So we're going to quiz you on some of the most reused sounds on TikTok. Mm-hmm. We're going to play a sound, and then you just tell us the TV show it came from. All right. All right. Okay. So we're going to go back and forth. Uh, Quinta, this first one is for you. Here's your first clip. Do you want to form an alliance with me? Absolutely, I do. Good. Good. Excellent. The office. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. The office. Come on. on. Give me a challenge. Seriously. Yeah, I know. I know. Take that, everyone who said, like, in the office is not a personality. It just won me. Uh, a trivia competition on NPR. <laughs> right. so. like, right. You know what? I love the attitude of someone who's answered one question and has assumed they've won. <laughs> That's how I live my life, y'all. I'm going to celebrate the small victory. Yeah. Exactly. You know, if you don't I mean, things, things are looking really good for you right now. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> All right, Taylor, here's one for you. Okay, I actually do think I know this one, and I've seen uh, one episode of the show. Is it? <laughs> is it? Um, it's a little dicky show, right? What's it called? That's no? that okay. is hilarious that you called that, Dave. That is. So I funny. have seen the first uh, the intro uh, scene of Dave, and I know they're in 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 a, in a music studio, and there's a rapper there. So I was like, oh yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> okay. Do you have any hints, Quinta? <laughs> Can you know I do right, Quinta? Yeah, sure. I do know yeah. what it is. Um, it's from a long running um, comedy variety show that airs on uh, one of the major broadcast networks <laughs> on a weekend on the- night. 
On a weekend, a weekend night. night. A weekend right. night. Um, and uh, and they don't they don't pre-record it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, pretty good. Um, yeah, Friday night. Lo- Friday night. <laughs> Friday night <laughs> light. Right. Yeah. Friday night light. So, <laughs> so that sketch was Pete Davidson and uh, host Timothy Chalamet. Uh, parodying rappers who learned about rap from TikTok. Ah, okay. This is, is like kind of, it's like a, it's an Ouroboros of sorts. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's an Ouroboros, yes. Yeah, I try to use that word in my That's in my uh, daily life at least once per day. And so I think you guys are opportunity. <laughs> wow. I, I, yeah. All right. Quinta, this next one yeah, is for Yes, you. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay. That is SpongeBob, correct? Yeah. yeah. That's oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And and um, I like the, the bow. There was it followed bow by a bow, here. listeners. There was a bow. <laughs> Remember when I won earlier? Now I just keep winning. Y'all see how I keep bringing that energy? Y'all already right. she won mine too, really. So like. <laughs> really dominating so far. Right. That is a uh, remix of music from SpongeBob. It's been used in more than 2.5 million TikTok videos. It's pretty good. Whenever I hear that sound on a TikTok, I stay for the whole TikTok. For sure. I do, I do <laughs> like it, yeah. <laughs> All right, Taylor, this is for you. Please. You're so happy right now. I've never seen someone on this show so happy. <laughs> Those sounds isolated are so dumb. They get me every time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, take that, John Williams. Taylor? <laughs> I think this is also maybe a, a specific to me trauma response. And I want, because I want to say Hannah Montana, and it's only because she's just on my brain right now. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, was I right? You should oh, say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was right and I should say it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> All right. These uh, are your last clues, Quinta. This one's for okay. you. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Oh, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Yeah, I know it's Jenny Slate. It's either mm-hmm. Jenny Slate on Parks and Rec or Jenny Slate in the uh, Coral Show sketch. But I want to go with Parks and Rec. It sounds like I heard some John Raphael back there. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, you got it. I I feel like I want to he- hear you go on about this, but I just have to say, no. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's used on uh, TikTok when people share like sneaky things they've been up to. That's, uh, you know, that's yeah. a good TikTok. Uh, that. yeah. That's a good TikTok. Yeah. All right, last question for you, Taylor. I can find my old leather. Dude, we're getting the band back together. You're the one who sets the bar. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I might just have to give this one to Quinta and she deserves it all, you know? Is it uh, the underrated uh, Disney hit Phineas and Ferb? That yes. is correct, Phineas and Ferb, yeah. Wow, I am really good really friends with the voice of Phineas. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Is, You're kidding I me. I am literally friends. Um, Not really? anymore, Taylor. Wow. Um, you just blew it. Oh my, that's hilarious. <laughs> 
We'll have more with Quinta Brunson and Taylor Garon after the break. And if you thought that TikTok game was cool, get ready to have your mind blown with our next game about the periodic table of elements. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for Ask Me Another and the following message come from Hotwire, helping savvy travelers find a hotel they love for their budget. So how do they do it? Most hotels don't reach full capacity every day. Hotels could deeply discount unsold rooms to leave less money on the table, but they are reluctant to offer deep discounts because it impacts how travelers view their pricing. So to create a win-win situation for hotels and travelers, Hotwire partners with hotels to reach fuller capacity by negotiating negotiating exclusive discounts that are passed on to travelers. When searching for a place to stay, you choose your room based on location, amenities, and rates, and after you book, the hotel name and address are revealed. By keeping the hotel's name masked, Hotwire lets you explore four-star luxury hotels for less and helps you find upgrades like king-size beds or access to a spa while staying within your budget. When you're ready for your next trip, see what's out there by downloading the Hotwire app. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with Quinta Brunson, who wrote the book She Memes Well, and Taylor Guerin, writer and director of the movie As of Yet. Are you ready for another game? I'm fully Yeah, let's do Mm -hmm. it. So we've invented some new nightclubs themed after elements on the periodic table. So we're going to describe the club, and you're going to tell us the element. Uh, Taylor, this first one is for you. Everyone is welcome at the bar. What the H? In fact, it's the most abundant chain in the universe. Their specialty is deconstructed water, uh, but it's B-Y-O-O, as in bring your own oxygen molecule. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is um, Club Hydrogen. I've heard of it. <laughs> I've heard of it. Um, I know the guys who run it, actually. They're super cool. <laughs> Can you get me in? I can. I can see what I can do. I can see what I can. Um, but yeah, they do. They do actually have um, enforcers that make you drink um, a glass of water after every drink, which is nice. I've never. I've never woken up feeling feeling bad after it. Long lines for the bathroom. I will say. <laughs> All right, Quinta. Tourists flock to the banana tree bar to drink their signature banana daiquiris that are chock full of the element symbolized by K. It's so overrated, avocados and sweet potatoes have even more of the element, which doesn't even start with K. Don't get me started. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to, thanks to once again, television and film, I can answer this question, not science at all. Beautiful. But potassium? Mm. Yeah, potassium. Club potassium. Thank you. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Okay, that's what it was from. I was trying to figure out where I know. Where does it come up in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I don't remember. It's it's not Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's it's one of the the after one. And it's not even Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. (laughs) One of them has like a seizure or something, right? There's a medical emergency. Yes. We need to get him a banana. It has potassium. Yo. I just pulled that from the depths of my brain. No, but me too. And you pulled it as it was coming. You actually put it back in my brain. That was kind of like a tag team effort. 
That was. I love you guys have both seen the whatever fourth or fifth Honey, I Shrunk the Movie. Yeah, exactly. I, I wasn't even sure I knew that one existed. I'll be honest. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I'm really impressed. <laughs> All right. Taylor. At the blue period, young artists take shots of Bacardi and B12 out of ancient vases from China. They're all dyed with a distinctive blue color pigment made with this element. Hmm. This one is, I don't know. Can I get a can I get another hint or can I get like a, like a multiple choice? Sure. Mm. It could be, is it boron or B cobalt or C sulfur? Well, I'm going to go with B, cobalt, simply because I know that is a shade of blue. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you are correct. Oh, Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, cobalt was traditionally used to make blue pigments, and it's really hard to mine, The uh, which is why, actually, in German, it's referred to as goblin ore. Ooh. Oh, that's pretty I know. I think we should bring German? that back. Let's have fun with their language. That's <laughs> what I'm They really so do. They pop fun. off. <laughs> Always doing it up. <laughs> it seems like it's one of the few ways they have fun, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right, Quinta. Recharged is my favorite battery themed bar. DJ Samsung Galaxy Note 7 keeps the explosive beats going all night long. She only plays remixes of one specific Nirvana song from 1991. Plus, at happy hour, everyone takes a shot of mood stabilizer. Lithium! Lithium, that is correct. All right, Taylor, stay away from lick if you're trying to lower your blood pressure because every drink in that bar is salt-rimmed. But this place is one big thirst trap and only VIPs have access to the Malden Room. Ooh, okay, the Malden Room. That's like uh, (laughs) the fancy stuff. One time time I went to the bodega for this particular element and they only had a box of this fancy stuff. And for some reason it was $5. So I imagine somebody came in there and was like, yo, I found this box of uh, sodium. Um, Do you want to buy it off me for $2 and 50 cents? And they were like, yeah, sure. And they resold it for $5 and that stuff retails for it's, it's fancy salt. It really is. It's like this tiny sprinkle on top. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's the, the finishing salt. Precisely. Yeah. Uh, I love an answer inside of an anecdote. Me too. Taylor, that was fantastic. All right, last one, Quinta. Last night at the Bad Penny was wild. I think I had too many live wire shots because I woke up this morning with dyed bronze red hair. Mm-hmm. Copper. Copper, you got yes. it. That's right. I didn't have any fun anecdotes because I was just so excited to know it that I just had to say it before, I mean, before it left my brain. Who has a lot of fun anecdotes about copper? Not, not too much. I don't know. It's like pretty good. <laughs> No, you you both did amazing. Thank you so much. Taylor Garon is the co-author of the book, Look, I Bought Plants and Other Poems About Life and Stuff. And Quinta Brunson's book of essays is called She Memes Well. Both books are available now. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. It's been so much fun. It's time to welcome our special guest. She's an Emmy Award-winning actor for her character Crazy Eyes on Orange is the New Black and her depiction of political trailblazer Shirley Chisholm on the FX series Mrs. America. She currently stars in the HBO series In Treatment. Uzo Aduba, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hi, thank you for having me. I read that growing up, you and your sisters had like a secret language oh, yeah. that used to really annoy your brothers. What, what was that secret <laughs> language? Yeah, it was called, um, I, 
ithig. Like it's like it's a almost like a like a pig la- gibberish is really like what we called it gibberish. And um, my sister and I, I remember at a um, we were at a doctor's appointment. You know, my mom would bring all of us simultaneously, you know, at the same time, just like one after the other go. And we were just, we spent the whole time while we were the two in the waiting room practicing <laughs> with each other to really master it. And we did. And like, we did it without like, while our brother was in there and he like came out and we had it like locked down and he never got to learn it. Um, and hated <laughs> he missed, it. Like, he missed the lesson. <laughs> He missed the lesson. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I, I guess, you know, as you were telling this memory, I imagine that you, you don't use it anymore, your sister's. Um, no, we do. We can still. Oh, you do. <laughs> we, can, we, can. we can. Not often, but we definitely for sure, for sure. <laughs> like, fa- it's actually key when we were around our family members, because you couldn't, like, if you were out in public, Igbo, our family's native language, like, works but if you're around your family or other Igbo speakers it definitely does not work so like if you're around like aunties and uncles and you want to say something that you don't want them to hear gibberish comes in like (laughs) immediately perfectly (laughs) is your dog okay oh yeah my dog is going to town I didn't even factor in the Fenway of it all I'm sorry (laughs) no not at all my dog was barking a little bit earlier so it's it's good it's a dog party (laughs) Stop me. He, he may be like, he's like, an interview. I said I was booked. <laughs> what's, what's your, uh, what's the name of your dog, by the way? His name is Fenway Bark. Oh, Fenway. Fenway Bark. Fenway Bark. I'm from Boston. Let me get him because he, he is going to town. I'll be right back. Okay. Hold on. All pets should have first and last name. Fenway Bark. <laughs> Fenway Bark. Inspired. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she, I, I believe she will return. In the meantime, I can look at these beautiful cabinet doors on your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you currently star in in treatment. Um, now, this show has had a different iteration in the past, and this is the brand new version of it. Uh, and the show follows your character. You are therapist Dr. Brooke Taylor and three of Dr. Brooke Taylor's patients. I, I got to say, over the course, especially of the last year, I have thought a lot about how my therapist is doing mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> seriously, because you know, I, I'm just like, I'm sure we're all coming to you with the same thing, you know. Yeah, I've, yeah. I, you know, yeah. and there's I, th- your character kind of talks about that w- within the show. Oh, no doubt. Well, I mean, I think my experience in doing the show was realizing firstly, these are just people, too, you know, they are not all knowing. And I had not considered, I guess, with the same weight before, mm-hmm. that the hour before me, someone was here. Yeah. The hour <laughs> after me, someone was here, right? And tomorrow and the day after that, and I wonder why they take the whole month of August off. You know, it's like that kind <laughs> of like a thing that it's like they have to hold space for every single person who comes in here. <laughs> That's all yes. they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, Uzo, we have a we have a little ask me another challenge for you. Okay. Are you ready? Born ready. 
So this game is called Trivia Golf, and oh. we're going to give you a category. Let's, you know, for example, uh, TV shows that have won the most primetime Emmy Awards. And then your goal is just to give me the answer that you think is the closest to number one on the list. So okay. if, yeah. if it's like, uh, in this case, it would be Saturday Night Live has won the be- most Emmys. That would be, oh, wow. uh, as they say, a hole in one. <laughs> Got it. And uh, because you have a good competitive spirit, you will be competing against our very own Jonathan Colton. Oh, <laughs> he is at a slight disadvantage uh, because you have the upper hand. All the questions were written about your interests. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping I'm hoping we're that hope. your interests align with mine in yeah. some respect. And, and, and me as well. <laughs> <laughs> You have invested in a professional women's soccer team. Soccer is the number one most popular sport in the world with 4 billion fans, according to the World Atlas. But we want to know what sport do you think is the next most popular sport in the world? Uzo, you go first. I'm going to say rugby. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rugby. Very good. Very good. Jonathan, what's your it's, guess? It's very hard to think about this not with an American's perspective, of course, because that's where I live. I, I don't know. <laughs> Rugby, that's a good one. I mean, baseball is played around the world, but uh, but, but cricket also. Cricket? Mm-hmm. That was the other one. I'm going to say cricket. Okay. Well... Turns out Jonathan stole that one. Cricket oh, is the I was, is, yeah. <laughs> cricket is the second most popular sport in the world with 2.5 billion fans. Rugby is on the list at uh, it's actually the ninth most popular with uh. 475 million. And in between that, there's ice and field hockey put together as a Canadian. Oh. I think that's not good, but whatever. Put together. <laughs> uh, and then tennis, volleyball, table tennis. tennis. Really? Then basketball, then baseball, huh. rugby, and golf. Uh, Uzo, you are you've you've told us that you're a big tennis fan, and we know American women's tennis is great because yeah. there are stars like the Williams sisters. But on the other hand, an American man has not won a major singles tournament since 2003. Uh-huh. So. Which American man has won the most Grand Slam singles titles? I feel like this is going to be someone like from way back, like, <laughs> like, like in nineteen twenty-eight, like, like something like um, singles champions. But I'm inclined to say Pete Sampras. Sa- Pete, Pete Sampras. Sampras. All right. Good. I used to follow tennis, but I haven't. I haven't in recent years, so I actually don't know many of the current tennis players' names. So I'm going to go a little further back. I'm going to say uh, uh, this is a classic, John McEnroe. I'm going to say John McEnroe. All right, Uzo Pete Sampras. Yeah, number one. Number he, one. Number one. Fourteen. He won fourteen wow. times throughout wow. the 1990s, and his last win was the U.S. Open in 2002. Wow. Wow. And John McEnroe on the list, on the list, Jonathan, at number four. Actually, Uh yeah, he's tied with William Larned, who won in the early 1900s. John McEnroe (laughs) between uh, 1979 and 1984, and Richard Sears, who won in the 1880s. Uh, Uzo, you watched the Bravo reality franchise, The Real Housewives. Yes. 
Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, for the record, I do not. Okay. okay. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Hopefully we can convert you to that. <laughs> I've been following the church for 13 years. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, perfect. So Vulture published a subjective list of 100 <laughs> most memorable moments of the American franchise. I love the subjective tag. Yeah. <laughs> so according to them, which version of the show had the most memorable moments? Which show had the most memorable moments? I'm going to go with Atlanta. Atlanta? Okay. Jonathan, what do you think? I really have no idea here. I don't even have in my head a, an accurate list of what cities have been done. So I'm just going <laughs> to pick one, pick a city at random and hope they did a series there. Miami? They did. Okay. Great. Great. <laughs> All right. Halfway there. Jo- Jonathan, Jonathan, Miami is number six. Hey, I with, got on the list. With, <laughs> two, with two memorable moments, according oh, to two. Vulture. Okay. It had right. two. Atlanta is tied for second place. Okay. There you go. Is number so, one New Jersey? Number Actually, New Jersey is number four. Really? But I'm, I'm in, so fascinated now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but New Jersey has 12 memorable moments, but it includes what is considered the number one the memorable moment. That, exa- that's people <laughs> flip. That's what I immediately regretted. I was like, those first couple years had a lot in there that I was like, this might be one. Okay, so Atlanta is tied for two with one. Yeah, so with Beverly Hills, Uh Atlanta and Beverly Hills. Uh Uh, But number one, New York. New York. I mean, this this is Vulture, remember. This could (laughs) be very biased. (laughs) But uh, 24 memorable moments. (laughs) Okay, and just this is the last one. Just because you're a trained opera singer, we can't usually ask it questions to uh, just everybody, but you're okay. a trained opera singer. So which opera do you think has had the most performances worldwide since 1996? Opera base. I'm going to go with The Marriage of Figaro uh, or yeah. La Noce de Figaro. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to just say uh, uh, La Boheme, I'm going to say. Oh, that's also a good one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Jonathan, La Boheme, number one. Oh! Little Marriage of Figaro, though, no, not bad. Number four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well done, both of you. And Uzo, so such a joy. Uzo Aduba is the star of the new season of the HBO series In Treatment. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You guys are great. I love joining. <laughs> yes. Fun. Thank you. That's our show. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolta Cannon. Our games were written by our staff, along with Emily Kramer, Ashley Brooke-Roberts, and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Kara Weinberger and Emily Winter. Ask Me Another is produced by Nancy Seichow, James Barber, and Rebel Wood, with Gianna Cappadona and our intern, Zach St. Clair. Our senior producer is Travis Larchuk. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. And our bosses' bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR.
Next time on Ask Me Another, from RuPaul's Drag Race and the Broadway stage, it's Peppermint. She'll give us some behind-the-scenes drag race tea and tell us why the drag name Peppermint turned out to be not the best choice when it comes to search engine optimization. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.